to another exciting episode of A Legion on Zoom. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of The Legion on Zoom. As usual, Chez, the one, the only, such, so forth. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Good, good. And I'm Miguel, not the one and only. There might be a few of me out there, but this the is multiverse. the one here. Yes. And in this universe, actually, too. I don't oh, know. Shit. From the multiverse, but here now trying to kill me. We won't get into it right now. Miguel Alcet 2099. And I'm Rod. What's going <laughs> on, people? I'm repping my Spider-Man today since we're on on the theme. I see Miguel is too. Oh, Spider-Man. That's right. Chaz fucked it up. I'm rocking us, which matters more. So, and Word. on a quick side Word. note, I would love to meet the Miguel from 2099. That dude would rule. He has mad tech. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Word, oh, they, oh, they. Do shit. <laughs> shit uh, Some fucking awesome news going on. In the news. Right off the bat, let's jump into it because it's it's almost bittersweet to even hear about it, but it's like it's like I stated it in the previous episode we did on our first season. I'm glad that they are going forward with the movie, but we finally got some news on Black Panther 2. It's been a while since I heard anything on the film, and it's a strong rumor, so it's not news, but we got our Namar, and it's a paisano of our fellow co-host. Hell yeah, His yeah. His name is... I don't want to fuck this up, so if you want to take this over, because I don't want to get accused of any, like, cultural <laughs> appropriation. I'm woke Wait. as fuck now. Exactly. It's like, good, good job. That's actually very good of you, very woke of you to <laughs> noticing it, stopping yourself, or asking for help. Bravo. Fuck toxic masculinity and, and everything else. I don't know. What the fuck? We got, <laughs> we got Tenoch Huerta uh, from, you may have seen him in Narcos Mexico. Uh, in primarily, I think the first two seasons, he was the cousin of Diego Luna. Highly recommend the fucking show. He's the guy who came up in, well, in the series portraying the guy who developed the Sin Semilla. Weed, oh, which I'm assuming that's Navar. That's, yeah. that's damn, that's highly unexpected. I know, I know. So, uh, the strong, strong rumors are that he's been cast as Namor. Uh, is it mm. Namor or Namor? Hmm. I don't know, but I always thought he was Asian in a live action format. I go Namor to make it even more geeky. Namor, all right. I go, I go <laughs> Namor, Namor, <laughs> and I'm glad Namor. you bring. I'm glad you brought up that point, Chess, because I've been seeing that like since the news came out, right? Obviously, we shared it on our Instagram. So follow us, Legion on Zoom on Instagram and on Twitter. We were active now on Twitter too. So follow us there. And, and, and obviously, myself as a Mexicano, I was fucking excited and I loved him on the show. But immediately, yeah, a lot of people started calling out on that, that, that apparently Namor, Namor uh, is uh, uh, mostly Asian, the way he's drawn. And I'm like, well, I, I never thought about that, actually. But once they pointed out, well, yes, I can see some artists may draw him uh, more of the Asian, you know. Or, well, wait, actually, wait, 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 Asian? What? wait, 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 before we get called out, I literally <laughs> He's a Atlantean, right? Wait, 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 no, 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 no. What? <laughs> He's drawn with elven features. Yeah, what is this Asian? Elven. Business? Let's let's backtrack so that we don't get called that because <laughs> you can see where that came from. But elven features but once again still the dude even though i did enjoy his acting in narcos which was off the hook that oh, yes. shit was amazing his acting was amazing like awesome i never would have thought of him as a super like pompous and high echelon like 
regal character. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't right. see him portraying that, but let's see where it goes. Yep. Maybe just a whole different take on Namor. We never know. Look at what no, they did with Aquaman. Nah, fuck Look at what that. they did with Aquaman. You never know. They did a whole 180. They did a whole 180 what on Aquaman. He's usually, you know, like super like refined and kingly and stately and shit. Oh, That's damn. You be, you're being a little bit problematic okay. there, bro, because he what? Because he doesn't look white? He didn't look king? No, no. Fuck. No, no. No, we're back to hashtag it, castle no, chest. No, no. It's because... So well. The Arthur Curry that's being portrayed by Jason Momoa is a hard drinking bar brawler. He doesn't give a shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's heroic. But wasn't, that was more like Jeff Johns, like in the new 52. He he integrated that whole story about, you know, him being like kind of, you know, a drunk and down on life kind of character. And then the Atlanteans and Mara come take him. And it's kind of like a he's the fish out of water in Atlantis, right? Because he's like not even kingly but like you're saying that, that was again jeff johns but before that justice league unlimited like you said he was very like you know regal and shit so yeah, exactly like before i see, he that, lost, I see yeah. that side too but then yeah, like what, before, what about what about the aquaman that had the long beard the beard and without the hand with the fucking hook like he was like a rugged fucking but i'm assuming he drank you know like because he looked fucking like that like i don't know like i feel it's I not read yeah, that but speaking of aquaman Right, we got some Aquaman news too. The the title for the next uh, Aquaman movie, and what is it, guys? What is it? It's Aquaman, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Ooh. Thoughts? Damn, like there's something that's more lost than Atlantis. Right. <laughs> I was <laughs> thinking that too. I'm like, what do you mean, Atlantis? Right? Like, what else? <laughs> like, what the shit? It's uh, it's what is that? That fucking um, Hollow Earth theory. It's probably some shit like that. But listen, man, I'm in. I'm in. I'm all, I'm all for Jason Momoa. Like, I, I, I called it. His Aquaman is the shit. The movie was meh, but it was entertaining. But it had potential. And maybe they learned from it. You know what I mean? Word. Like, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. And I cannot fucking wait. Yeah, I agree. I'm ex- I, I'm I'm looking forward to it just because Jason Momoa has been a badass, and especially now after we got the fucking Zack Snyder's Justice League, got me like revved up for some more fucking dope ass Aquaman. Uh, but then you know, and I'm I'm glad that for example that they canceled the Trench movie. Remember they were supposed to make like fuck that. Yeah. Dedicate all that energy to this film, man. Wait, so like it wasn't like the same movie? I always thought it was like the same like flick, like the same live action shit. No, nah, the trench was supposed to be a second movie that's supposed to be like a spin-off within the world of Aquaman specific, which is like, who gives a fuck about the, the creatures that live in the trench? Fuck that. Yeah, true. Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. So it wasn't an Aquaman movie. It was like a, a movie just within like the Aquaman verse, but not about Aquaman. Yes. Kind of kind of like what they're doing with the Spider-Man uh franchise, right? That they're what was it that you know they're making obviously venom it's been now more of a right. venom franchise but they're, they're making the morbius movie right they're they're gonna make a craven the hunter movie they're oh gonna God. make like a spider woman right thing you know so th- that's the stuff you know like where that the trench was gonna fit in within that but they, they canceled that's that such so a, fuck that. that's such a stupid concept yes. that's Sorry, <laughs> not, to de- not, not to deviate too much but which villain do you guys think needs a movie like now that it's a trend you know, or it's becoming a trend. You know, we have Joker got his own movie. Bane. Um, all right. Actually, in like, sticking with Batman, I don't know. I think maybe Mr. Freeze. I think he's one of the most interesting fucking characters, tortured souls, and I don't know. I, I could totally see him being like a Breaking Bad kind of thing. Only if it's Arnold. 
Yes, okay. <laughs> Give Word me a to full... redeem the character. <laughs> Give Facts. me a full in the multiverse. Facts. I'll take that. And speaking of Mr. Freeze, I am a bit in a cold environment myself. If you guys want to go check out our YouTube, I have a blue light on, which means it's cold in here. Hashtag science. Ayo, mm-hmm. but what, what would be your villain movie? Damn, I don't know. I, I'd go Sinestro with Mark Strong as the lead. Damn. Oh, that's damn. Yo, I don't know who my bane would be. I have no idea. Damn. that's the, We got to do the fan cast later on. Yeah, but because speaking of villains, right, we also got some dope villain news as well. So we've known She-Hulk. It's happening. It's in production. They've had uh, images of Mark Ruffalo on set. Now they gave us officially the casting for one. The villain is going to be Titania or Titania. <laughs> We're struggling. Who's going to be played by Jamila Jamil, who she's an actress. Uh, uh, a comedic actress for the most part if you guys you know you may have seen her most recently in the good place fucking love that show uh and 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 she's also i don't know for people out there fans of james blake she's married to james blake an awesome musician from england or whatever like she's british too i think um but so she's gonna be the villain for 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 she hulk I don't know much. Yeah, I'm about kind of Titania. familiar with her, but like, I just, she's like, usually in the intro, it's like an Avenger story where she's just randomly fighting them. She's like really jacked, kind of like, a, I don't know, like a big Barda kind of deal. Uh-huh, exactly. Right. Actually, now that I remember, I do know her a little bit more because in, we've talked about the Immortal Hulk awesome book uh, uh, by Al Owing and, and, and Joe Bennett. And Titania is actually a key member of the story there that she's part of the what they're calling gamma flight which is kind of like alpha flight right but gamma specifically to track and and contain hulk hulks in general and it's her cool concept yeah it's her and it's absorbing man and uh puck from alpha flight and also like wendigo from no not yeah i think it's wendigo from alpha flight um, so I know her from there. Exactly. It's like a bard, a big woman that's badass and strong and can go toe to toe with Hulk. So, okay. Yeah. We just yeah. about to say, I'm assuming just going off her name, her powers that she grows. Or no, is that she's just she, like, she's big. super strong. No, I think Giganta. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, that's what I was thinking about from super friends. Damn. Thank you. God, <laughs> that was so bothering me for some reason. I had that in my head, but I'm like, no, this is Marvel. We're talking about, but aside from she Hulk, I don't know of any like, female like amazonian-esque powerhouses in marvel really that i could think of but there's some crazy shit going on that i'm honestly extremely shocked to find out i might go past by it myself it turns out that the bronx is turning to be into kind of like a comic book mecca slowly there's been a street in the bronx that got named after stan lee Hell yes, exactly. I think we're excited to share this because I also didn't know this just happened a day ago on Thursday, June fucking 10th, uh, uh, where they fucking named the street. Apparently it's on University Avenue between Brand Place and 7th West on the 176th uh, Street. For all those of you who are fucking New York City representing here, we got two of us in the Bronx, one in the Heights. Yeah. Uh, this is in the Morris Heights section of the Bronx. Uh, and apparently it's a part of University Avenue where he grew up. Deep Which cuts. Is now I didn't know that. Facts. Was he born in the Bronx? Do we know I believe this? so. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Look at that. And Captain America's from Queens. No, no, he's oh, from Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn, bro. Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn. Wait, but okay, okay, okay. Let's Spider-Man. Get Spider-Man's from Queens. Okay. Right. From For- Forest Hills, to be specific. You guys, you know, your expensive comic book knowledge. Let's get real about this. 
is there any singular superhero from the Bronx? Anyone? Because Marvel's all it's New too York. Dangerous. Damn. Let me think. <laughs> like who? Who? It like has the Bronx even, even like? Does it Fuck. come up in the Marvel universe? Like what's going on? <laughs> I think it does every once in a while, yeah, but not like I don't think it has its specific like protector, right? Because we got Daredevil in Hell's Kitchen, and we got fucking Luke Cage in Harlem. Fuck, and then everybody else is basically all over the city. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure there is one. Fans, let us know. There, exactly, Marvel like, has like, to have a character Lord, in the Bronx. Let us know. Let us know. And if so, we <laughs> need to shine a light on this unsung hero. And I'm glad that you brought up that fucking daredevil issue which has always pissed me off people that are from new york city will tell you if you look at a fucking train map and you look at where um hell's kitchen is that's a very affluent area the fuck you doing matt murdoch word word no nah, but like, that's now like protect- he's-, he's protecting yeah. his clients like well his primary villain is a white collar right the Kingpin. whitest of collars. So he he has to operate from like a white collar neighborhood to, <laughs> to take him down i don't yeah, know word uh-huh. Yo, dude, I've always thought it was some bullshit. Like, 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 I get it. They keep him in hell's kit. Like, I get it. It's too good to pass up. But now, it like, it hasn't made sense for right. Me. Like, it, it hasn't makes sense with sense. the history of New York City, yeah. right? Because he was created. I don't know what year he was created, but probably when Hell's Kitchen was a piece of shit. So and yeah, it'll be, of course, the, the Lord continues that spirit. You know, <laughs> but I love the fact how, like, in the comics, they have to make Hell's Kitchen shitty to justify that he's there. Like, yeah, his it's... apartment is awesome, though. In the Netflix show, I loved his apartment. Hell oh, yes! Believe it or not, I was a bigger fan of his apartment in the Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> Deep cut. Yeah, like, I, you know, I remember, what, like, it was more like a loft bat cavey type of place he had like a secret panel and shit it was pretty dope i liked it i'm gonna remember yo he was training for batman like i think daredevil was like a stepping stone for him to eventually be batman which he was awesome and shout out to batfleck like a decade later or something yo so far like one of the like most epic superhero e resumes daredevil and batman that's hardcore bro that's pretty fucking epic and now this is a topic that I don't think we've ever spoken about on this show. This might be a first we've ever discussed. So I'm going to go ahead and what is it? Um, Preface or preface? How do you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. With a deep ass cut. Back in the day, Dolph Lundgren did a He-Man in a Masters <laughs> of the Universe movie. Yo, word. I, and he was jacked and all, and all like oiled up. Yo, oiled up as fuck. Yo, like I don't know how much oil it took them to film that, that movie. Like. Yo, that shit was nuts. I encourage people to go watch that. Shout out to the Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, that had to be post-Rocky Four. Like, he was, like, you know, that on that rise. That was, like, his ultimate. Well, he also played the Punisher. I that was. No, oh, no, yeah, that was Word. Yeah. Word. We gotta get his Word. timeline. I'll, I'll post it up right here. Which one was first? <laughs> He-Man, then the Punisher. Yo, talk about epic resumes, right? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Dolph Lundgren on fleek. Then he came so, back in in Creed two and and played uh, Drago again. Yo, I like, saw that. It's Dolph Fuck. Lundgren. Like you can't you can't hate. He's a Word. he's a god. But um, the other god himself with a capital G, um, fucking Kevin Smith has been. Did he just write it or has or has he been directing it? Oh, writing. Yeah, scripts for it. 
Yeah, okay, so I don't know anything about it. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Kevin Smith is the current magic hand that's been the driving force behind this um He Man and the Masters of the Universe series. And now we haven't um accessed our Zoom Tube Tech in a while, so we're gonna dust this off for the fans and we're gonna check this shit out. Guys, are you ready? Fuck yes, I'm ready to go. It's Let's been a do minute. It. I hope I remember how to do this shit. We'll be right I'm locked and loaded. Back. Yes. Yes. I'm in. I give it a 12. Bro, all the more reason to keep fucking Netflix, dude. <laughs> You've been yeah, to get rid of it. No. You're bugging, dude. I don't know if He-Man's going to keep me on Netflix, honestly. What? What? Let me watch Sweet Tooth first. But yeah, guys, let's jump into this. Let's jump into this trailer. I mean, how you guys feel about it? Like I said, I give it a twelve. I was pleasantly surprised. Like it, it, it like the music, that little drum. Oh my! I'm, I'm, I'm sold. The animation looks dope. And as you said, fucking Mark Hamill as yeah, Skeletor. Wild. Like, yo, he's been the Joker. Now he's going to be Skeletor, another iconic villain from our youth, like childhood. Come on. Yeah, I, mean, re- yeah, I was going to tell him, do you guys remember your like He-Man character names by any chance? I'm like, looking I'll, at them now. Like the dude that's like half cyborg. He reminds me of like, you guys remember that old ass cartoon? I think it was called the Centurions. Oh, yeah. Kind of Barbera, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. They would like call armor and shit. Every time I see that dude, and I always forget his name and he meant in the Master of the Universe, he reminds me of that very much underappreciated cartoon. Oh, I think was... he's called Man at Arms. <laughs> Is that just oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I thought it was like Man of War, some shit. Uh-huh. Man at Arms. Oh, and shout out to bonnie tyler for holding out for a hero that's the name of the fucking song that song is way too epic so fucking good man yo rod what what did you think um i mean he-man is one of my earliest like childhood memories like apparently the trailer says that it's like 40 years later so it's like a little bit before our time sort of but not really right because we caught it when we were really really young yeah yeah. when it was already on syndication most likely exactly yeah um so yeah, like like we're not really familiar with all the characters. I mean, but He Man, yeah, it, like that's like one of the most iconic fucking characters like ever. And the dude that plays uh Monel on or that played Monel on Supergirl is voicing Prince Adam, um, aka He Man. Oh shit, that's crazy. Once played by Dolph Lundgren. And if I'm not mistaken, Very oily. It, <laughs> word he bathed in oil. If if people want to get familiar with the characters, wasn't there like a an older He-Man cartoon? Not that old, old school shit. Something that was made in modern times that's also on Netflix um, about like his adventures as a She-Ra, kid or some right? shit. Isn't mm-hmm. No, 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 no. That's a whole new series that's out now, mm-hmm. Shira. I'm talking about like like an older series that was like um, it was about like Prince Adam's adventures and shit. Like it was more about him specifically. If people want to get like familiar with the characters, I think that's out there. But anyway, either way, this cartoon looks freaking amazing. And if people want to learn the history of the whole actual, like, not the lore, the actual history of He-Man itself and the creation on Netflix proper itself, there's a documentary, I believe, from a series called The Toys That Made Us. Oh, which, yeah. Nice. And there's a specific episode 
on He-Man and the Masters of the Universe because I think it's one of the few properties where the toy came first. It wasn't like that, oh, they made the cartoon. Really? Let's capitalize on this cartoon. They made the toy and used the cartoon as a massive commercial for the toys. Yo, yeah. maybe that's what they mean with the 40-year, dude, because I, I honestly got a little bit worried there because I was like... <laughs> I googled it right now. So the first time the cartoon, the OG cartoon came yeah, out was OG in shit. 1983, right? So I'm like, mm. motherfuckers, I was born in 84, right? You know, fucking not 40 yet, shit. Like it's a so so it might mean exactly the action figure maybe came out fucking it's not that far like three years earlier because <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they they gassed it basically on the trailer yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think all old. of us who are like on the cuff are like oh shit like what <laughs> <laughs> how old yeah, am i again shit <laughs> yeah you know kevin smith is involved uh, he's talking about it on his podcast uh fat man beyond all the time shout yeah. out to kevin smith yo um, that's the, and that come on that that's more than enough to know that it's going to be a good quality uh, uh show like it, it looked fun and speaking of He-Man memories, I wouldn't though, give I, them that though. What, yeah, what, I, what, I, I think what? I got to see more. I got to see. I mean, the music was epic. He-Man is buff, and it's very the animation colorful. was crisp. Bro. I don't know yes. what's going on. Like, is it going to be also, as engrossing as like a Castlevania, which I just finished? I mean, also um, just just keep in mind that he probably wrote that whole show high as fuck. <laughs> Word. <laughs> You kind of you kind of need to probably to, to, to work with a character named Man at Arms, <laughs> like Word. Skeletor. Yeah. <laughs> Word. But I, I, speaking of memories, I think also He Man has given us one of the best fucking what was it like memes from back in the day. I remember oh, back in the day, yeah. fucking at Rod's fucking apartment, watching that little video. Then say hey. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. I was just fucking thinking about that song today, man. With the epic like gif of Prince Adam like jizzing with rainbows and stars and shit. <laughs> Yo, I love that. That's like the ultimate ecstasy. I mean, Yo. to be fair, that's pretty scientifically accurate. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We we see rainbows and stars when we jizz. <laughs> exactly, we do. Some of us do, in fact, jizz actual rainbows and stars. Should probably get that checked. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably not okay. Anyway, but so all right, so He Man, we're all right. There, there's plenty of stuff in it that makes me. I'm definitely gonna watch the first few episodes, and then we'll take it from there. It's like the most basic name possible, He-Man. Like, I am masculine. I am He-Man. Is it basic or is it the most layered name possible? Hyphen mm, man. Because he is, man. And I'm sure, like, they wrote it first without the hyphen. Like, no, it says, like, He-Man? No, no, no. What's missing here? Because hyphen. Boom, blown away. Because <laughs> even like Batman, right? Like he's like a man who wants to take on like the image of a bat, but he's he man. He's a man that wants to be the pinnacle of masculinity. Facts. Oh, <laughs> and that's all that one needs to be. The is he man is he man the concept of the pinnacle of man above from the superman? Right? Because see, we got superman, hmm. but now we got he <laughs> Superman no, is above no. though. No, 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 no. He man is kind of toxic. Now, I beg to differ. I beg to differ because okay, here's the thing: <laughs> that Superman isn't a constant state of who he is, right? But He Man is so epic that Prince Adam, who's indeed already like a man, becomes He Man. So he becomes more mad than he already is. <laughs> 
Yo. Anyway, shit. I don't know if this will keep me on Netflix, but whatever. You guys are stoked. I'm willing to watch the first episode. And of course, I mean, just like Miguel had mentioned too, the fucking toys are going to be ridiculous. And just yeah, before we... I, I think they've been revealed. So if they are, I'll just throw it up right now. Boom. Oh, that'd yeah, be that's... fucking cool. And I guess just before we wrap up, when does it come out? Oh, it comes out soon. It comes out on July 23rd. 2000, you know, 2021. Yo, he meant is the pinnacle of one of my favorite words, engorged. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> but yeah, we want to take a step back here. And first of all, shout out uh, Miguel's drink of the week, our mini, Word. mini segment uh, that we got going on each episode. What are you having? Yeah, exactly. I was wondering how are we going to segue? This from engorged to the drink of the week. We got a classic. We got one that we've been mentioning before. Basil Hayden's fucking dark rye. Keep coming uh, at him. Yeah, no, it's honestly, it's my favorite whiskey. I usually I'll go through one bottle and then get something else just to try it. And then I always go back to be like, no, nah, I, I, I got I got to wash my, ta- my the, the fucking taste out of my mouth with some fucking Basil Hayden's dark rye. And you guys, we reached out to you before. Give us a shout out. Reshare this on Twitter or Instagram. Something. Come on now. Fucking Come on, Basil Hayden's. And also, just on Bird. top of that, we got special delivery because we have to enjoy that with some fucking beer, neon lights, easy IPA. No, people, I do not have a drinking problem. This is <laughs> totally in control and appropriate. And I was going to uh, say, if you're going to mix your alcohol, you got to use more alcohol. Exactly. Come on, people. So we got some <laughs> hazy IPA neon lights. From the Omega Gang, so local fucking New York fucking city. Not New York City, but they're New York State beer. Uh, cheers, everybody. Enjoy. Cheers. Yo, if Miguel's still doing the drink of the week when we're in like season 20, you know, there will be concerns. <laughs> like yeah, the wrong drink. with that. Shows at once that a point, week. Yeah, exactly. The, the drink of the day. For, I think we, pro- we probably should add, the, you know, to drink in moderation and all that stuff, obviously. <laughs> just, you know, from a safe environment, don't drink and drive. And, you know, don't, you know, it's obviously not impacting my ability to do this awesome podcast. So we good. Okay. As far as we know. And while Miguel enjoys that drink, we want to just discuss, since it is uh, Gay Pride Month here in June of 2021, we want to break that down. Like, of all the LGBT characters in all of comicdom, and even peripheral shit, one big epic throwdown, who are you guys picking? Who's the most epic? I'm bringing back the who's more epic segment from season one. It's been a while. Yeah, I was oh, going to say, we, haven't, we right. haven't done that in a minute. And if there's any reason to bring that back, it's definitely to decide who is the most epic gay character in comic books. I feel like that's a discussion that's barely even ever had. And I guess, and I guess question just to be clarified for the fans out there, right? Because it, it is Pride Month and, it, and it's not just about like gay, right? So it's, it's about all the letters, right? It's those LGBTQIA. And it's so now are we selecting specifically the characters that we know are gay or, or the characters who are just within that, you know, diversity? Within, yeah. yeah, right. Yep. We got we got plenty to choose from, especially yeah. from LGBTQ. For sure. So how, how do we do? How do we begin? Shit. OK, wait, just one question that I wanted to ask Rod. Um, Bit of a deep cut, I would say, because I haven't heard this character in a minute. Is Grace Choi gay? Yeah. Gotcha. And okay. uh, and Who, she's uh, 
she's a DC character, relatively new, created by Judd Winnick. And for the Outsiders, uh, I forget the artist, but I'll throw that image up. She's like, a, like, a, damn, I forget. She's she's human, but she's just like really jacked, right? And she's like really powerful. But they had her in um, in Black Lightning. Um, she's like Anissa's partner. Anissa. So it's ah. thunder, and they, they actually have her, but they changed her a little bit. She's not like the huge, like buff character. She just has like these morphing powers, and I'll, I'll throw an image of that up. But yeah, yeah, deep cuts. Uh, Grace Choi. Dope. Yeah. Okay. Like that's not my choice, but but, but um <laughs> maybe maybe let's start at least to make this more challenging because we haven't done a who's more epic in a minute. Let's start. Who would be the most epic one in Marvel, and then who's the most mm. epic one in DC? Yeah, fair enough, because that's a pretty big question. There's, there's fucking plenty. Well, I mean, because right. I mean... DC, uh, I'll go first real quick, because it, it's easy for me. It's Harley Quinn, hands down. Like, 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 this character is so fucking entertaining. Like, I can't wait for the Suicide Squad in August uh, with Margot Robbie. First of all, I, I mean, I, I kind of feel like that is going to be lit. Like, if I do, like, one of those early reviews like Chez does, I'm going to give that a 12. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm waiting for the next season on HBO Max of the Harley Quinn show. Uh, currently reading uh, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey uh, on DC Universe Infinite, which is fucking awesome. So it's it's oh, the nice. characters of the movie, the uh, the fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn, but they're their comic versions. So like you get oh, a much shit. more Gotham Central, Renee Montoya. You get a a much more um, comic book huntress. Uh, and, you know, I mean, the movie was kind of accurate too. Like, not to take away anything from from the movie, but the comic book uses the lore of the comics, so it's a really good book. Okay. Highly recommended. So, Harley Quinn. Damn. All right, that's a good choice. Uh, Chez, what's up? You next. Damn. There's a lot of choices, but DC. Um, just and I think they're DC. So, just for the sake of like them being OG characters, original gays. <laughs> I would have to go Apollo and his husband Midnighter. Also, oh. just also just in share of sheer scope of power. Apollo's one of the, like, is he a god? Like, I read his power profile. The shit doesn't even make sense. I don't know. I think it's actually Apollo, like the Greek god or some shit like that. But I would have to say <laughs> Apollo and Midnighter. Yo, like, I've been seeing that on DC Universe Infinite, like the authority, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been meaning mm-hmm. to check that out. Like I don't know who the writer was, but I consider like a I consider I, I, Apollo and Midnighter to be like those dudes. Like, if if it was like actually real, they got married when like it had to be done in like a hidden location and shit, and they would get arrested. That's how long I think they've been together as a gay couple. It's been years since they actually got married in the comics. Yo, actually, so 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 good point. You know about who's the creator, how long? So they were created in 1998. That's the first time they appeared, right? And by Warren Ellis, we were just talking about Castlevania, which will dive into dope ass review of Castlevania down the road uh, in a few in a, in a couple episodes because uh, he's the one that did Castlevania the show. And so, oh shit, yeah. So he he created both of these characters, Apollo and Midnighter. And I also don't really know anything. We were recently talking about it on our chat, and and <laughs> Chess got super excited and gave us a list of powers that Apollo and even Midnighter has. And and I've been seeing it pop up in the DC universe. Uh, uh, infinite app because there's also right the authority they have their own book it was like a limited series the apollo and midnighter mm-hmm. and and apparently the, the thing that's interesting for me about that too is that apparently midnighter's like super fucking violent no like he's like yeah 
gory violence. So like that'd be fucking cool to see. Yeah, Tom it's King like a- used him a lot in uh, his Grayson run, which was fucking awesome. The 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 best Nightwing story up until now. This like new Tom Taylor one. Um, but yeah, uh, he's like a shout out to Midnighter. He's like a tad reminiscent of like Big Daddy from Kick Ass. I, I would say like in his like violence. Or like predisposition for violence. All right, all right. So then, basically, you picked the combo, though. You picked Ap- yeah. Apollo yeah, and yeah. Midnighter. Yeah, because just because based on the fact that their marriage was a huge event in the comics, like oh, two gay characters are getting mm-hmm. married. It was actually like a celebrated thing, just like other famous comic book weddings. You know, like Peter and Mary Jane, mm-hmm. Superman and Lois. You have Apollo and Midnight. So wait, so can I that, add Poison Ivy then to my mix? Absolutely not. They haven't gotten married. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But they've been like domestic partners You're promoting for years, promiscuity. Bro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bro, traditional over here, Jess. Like, no, you're, like, you're not like, married a, I'm under the eyes of God. I'm a weird combination <laughs> of like progressive and conservative. <laughs> like, everybody can love everybody, but they got to get married <laughs> at a church specifically. <laughs> like, if so not, I, doesn't count. This conversation moves like, to like most epic power couple now, right? <laughs> yeah, word. Nah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I was struggling in terms of who, who would I pick. I, 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 I've been thinking Batwoman. I think Kate Kane would be at least from because bat family come on like she's a fucking badass she can fucking hold her own um mm. you know like i, I and, forgot about kate Kane. yeah and like i read i recently read her uh, run that was written by greg ruka which we talked about heavily in the gotham central episode uh the, the loc central because he was one of the co-creators of gotham central he wrote a fucking badass batwoman and although we've talked shit about the show before, which I, I, I'm the only one that's seen it and seen a, a few episodes, um, you know, I think Batwoman could go. And I would just give a special shout out to, I think, to Constantine, probably. Oh, you know what's funny? Like, I was thinking that because I was going to say, like, in an honorable mention to Constantine, because all the characters that we've picked are only interested in their own gender or the opposite gender. Constantine, however, has been with men women demons you know what i mean just interdimensional beings just he just loves right so so aside the self-destructive behavior and the shitty attitude we should all try to be more like john constantine that's exactly right he just fucking loves everything fucking is all good (laughs) when he's not engaging in extremely self-destructive all right marvel (laughs) what's up damn marvel Shit. Oof. There's, I don't know. Not, I, I, what? Pickles are slim. Ah, uh, I don't uh, know. There, uh, there's a few. There's like we got from the Young Avengers. We got Wiccan and Hulkling. That there was another. They recently got married, actually, for the first uh, I think like a year ago and, totally during the Empire it. event. So that was them. There's a few other mutants like Iceman. Is, is he's gay? There's North Star also from mm-hmm. Alpha Flight before. One of the biggest, if we're saying I'm within the X Men world, I know one of the biggest ones, Mystique. She's, she's, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's actually with right now the big comic book events right now with X Men. She's apparently going to play a huge role in the event coming uh, Inferno because Xavier. You know how we've talked about before that people mutants can die and they're resurrected. They don't allow people with precognitive abilities to be resurrected, and Mystique's partner, uh, Destiny, uh 
is not being resurrected because of that. And so she's getting to the point where she's fucking pissed off. And because Destiny told her before she died, like, look, if they don't do it, fucking burn all the place down. And so Wait, there's a big cool. they added a limitation to that respawning power. And also just yeah. I'm well, as you guys know, I just started to read The Way of X. Um, and yes. that just got me super interested. And so apparently on Krakoa, sorry to diverge, but like there's a cue on the resurrections. How come which means that like you gotta wait like your turn? So it's not just don't go die off again, like hey, you know what? Like I'll come back later. Um, how come people with precognitive abilities can't come back? No, and except for example, I'm glad you brought it up because in Way of X, at least in the first issue, that's a big thing that happens with um, a, a Legion telling Nightcrawler that that why aren't they bringing back his like sort of girlfriend partner that they had, which I forgot her name. She was the character without any eyes who could see the future because. Uh, uh, because she's a precog, right? So she can see the future. She's not being resurrected. And so that's a big thing. There's that limitation, but we don't know why. And so they just tell the other mutants, oh, there's a long line. We're going to get to them. Don't worry about it. But secretly, Magneto, Xavier, and Moira McTargert, who are the ones who created Krakow and all this world, they specifically said, nope, we, we won't bring those people back to life. And they're not allowed in Krakow to begin with, too. So And we don't know why. So that's... The that's big, one of the biggest crazy. secrets. Word. So that's crazy. Like, like as soon as they get an all-inclusive like utopia, the first thing they do is exclude people. Word, which makes it mad sketchy, right? <laughs> because like, what are they planning for the future that they don't want people who can see the future to talk about it, right? Which, so it's like, fuck. Are you saying that this is the mutants at their most human? Yeah. Mic drop. Mm -hmm. Mic drop. Mic drop. Let's stop recording. I'm done. <laughs> no, nah, but anyway, damn. Okay, so damn in Marvel, damn, that's that's tough, dude. DC's uh, done a better job at promoting their characters. Yeah, I could exactly. name like so many much cooler characters from totally. the DC universe. But yeah, I, I can't really hard for me I was gonna choice. default to uh to Wiccan and Hulkling just because I kind of know about their history with that first run of Young Avengers. I was gonna say Spider-Woman. Which Spider-Woman? I, 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 I don't even know. Isn't Jessica Drew gay? I don't know. No, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I actually don't know. No I, don't really I believe shit. I read some panels or an issue or so where I think they discussed her having an alternate alternative sexual preference. You know, and that's if a good point. Mistaken. Really? Like, I, well, I don't know. Well, probably she, you don't know. That's <laughs> correct. That's super wrong. Let us know. Enlighten us. But I think that brings a good point, like what Rod brought up, too, because actually a lot of the characters that Marvel has, they're either ones that were not intended to be an LGBTQ character and then were written into that. For example, a big example was Iceman, right? Classic X-Men character. But while as, whereas in DC, they've been able to create characters from the beginning, have them be uh, uh, LGBTQ and... And, you know, they're successful characters that we just named off the top of our heads, right? Obviously, right, they've changed right. a few characters, but, like, Marvel doesn't. Other than North Star is one of the ones that was originally uh, gay. I think also, like you said, Hulkling and Wiccan. And, like, oh, no. I guess Deadpool's another one. He's famously, you know, is like, what is it? What's the, I don't remember what's exactly the way he would identify. But kind of like, like Constantine, because he... And sexual or something like that? Uh, I think so. <laughs> Man, uh, fans out there, let us know. 
Welcome to the new world, man. Damn. All right. And so if we were to pick outside of Marvel and DC, what else is out there? Besides, you know, in anime, comic books, image, other shit, what's, what else? What? Damn, this Damn. is tough because... I mean, I'm um, going Alucard right off the rip just because... Um, first of all, I just finished the series, but we're going to dive deep in, into that like on another episode. But I, I like the way that they kind of added that uh, again, Warren Ellis, he added that to the story, right? Like that wasn't intended to be there, but he placed it in a way that made a whole lot of fucking sense. Like it, it just, I don't know. It was perfect. And I don't know. I just thought that's one of my favorite games growing up as well. Castlevania symphony of the night is one of the most awesome, like PS one games just to fucking age myself. But yeah, <laughs> the, uh, definitely out of card. And for the record, I did some Googling in the ultimate universe that Jessica drew Spider-Woman was a lesbian. She came out to her teammates in all new Ultimates number four. Oh, so that's probably why. Exactly. So in the 616, she's probably not yeah. unless you know, I don't know, in a run recent like, one. I, know, but I nice. don't remember Steve reading Cuss. something. Yeah, I never remember reading something like that. It was swirling around in this swamp of brain of a mind. Like it's just in there. So yeah. <laughs> and, and like the ultimate's imprint was meant to be like edgier and to like be more contemporary. So it would make sense that they'd like, you know, take more chances with that. Yeah. I'm also not just hoping that CBR is not wrong. Shout out to CBR. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But dope. Alucard, man. That's a fucking great choice for non fucking DC Marvel uh lgbtq character and, and i know exactly what you mean exactly i think warren ellis just wrote and, and it's actually impressive right because warren ellis created fucking apollo and midnighter gave us alucard as well and just god oh, yo, damn shout out mm-hmm. he wins this <laughs> who's more epic warren ellis although, <laughs> although you know there, there's the whole thing that we need actual people from the, these groups to write these characters but hey it takes somebody to start the movement anyway and it just happens to be somebody in a, in a position to do so. But I'm sure in, in the future, you know, it will get more, especially since these like revelations inspire people, right? Like they inspire you to want to come out. These characters are heroic. Um, and, you know, kids are going to see that. They're going to say, okay, so it is, it is, I shouldn't be afraid of this, you know? Hell yes. Hell yeah. And exactly. And give it that diversity that there's all, all the characters that we mentioned right now, they're very different in their approach to heroism or not heroism. Right. And so exactly. It doesn't give a fuck and get inspired to be a hero, fuck people up or burn a fucking Island down. Like just do you. (laughs) And also just a quick shout out to, I can't believe we haven't done this based off our book club, honorable mention to Renee Montoya. Who's Hell a yeah. Hispanic woman who's a cop in Gotham and the lesbian? Wow. Bane ain't shit when it comes to strength. Yo, and she came out because she was forced to come out because of Two-Face. <laughs> yeah. Yo, there's layers here, man. And <laughs> like her family kind of disowned her and everything. Like, though, this is, yo, exactly. She was, if anything, she might be the most authentic character that probably went through stuff that's probably more realistic <laughs> yeah and, and on our ig I, I posted a recent character appreciation post but i don't think it was because of you know gay pride month or uh i think it was just because of the gotham central so it just kind of worked out so yeah we're, we're, go, go to ig and check that yeah. out all yeah, yeah. the planets aligned they just make perfect sense and it worked out that way look at that it just makes sense <laughs> and now also i was just reminded one of the most powerful and if i'm not thinking it's been confirmed 
gender fluid characters and as far as their preference, the God of Mischief himself, who was just given a show on Disney. You know him. You love him. His name is Loki. Yo, superb. Fantastic. <laughs> Let's do it. You're right. Exactly. You're ready to dive in. Fucking gender fluid Loki just had his None premiere. of us picked him, though, which is crazy. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. And by the way, which just real quick, if just another, and and he's another um, being who just loves, because in the comics, I mentioned this before in season one, Hela is not his sister. Hela is his daughter, and I think her mom is a dragon. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it's another Asgardian woman. It doesn't get more Asgardian than that, man. Fuck, man. Shit. <laughs> a dragon. <laughs> yeah, so he just loves. But yeah, dude, I that I gave that shit a 10. Let's go into it. But yeah, I give it a 10. It was off the hook. I fucking loved it. Hello, Z reviews. I know, yeah. right? right. Let's chill. All right, slow down. <laughs> We're gonna do LOZ reviews for Loki. And obviously, for fans out there, it's going to be a spoiler fucking rific, uh, a review. Oh, we're spoiler post. alert here. Spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> so you were saying, Chess, you give it a 10. Yeah, I give it a 10. I was hyped. The shit, like, I was, I was blown the fuck away. And just on a quick side note, um, I usually don't call out any sources or anything like that. I forgot who it was. It was one of the uh, big reporting websites in our like uh, super nerdy biome. I, I think it was either IGN or comicbook.com, but I think it was IGN. They give the show a seven. I mean, the episode mm, seven. Yeah, it was IGN. Mm-hmm. And, and mind you, it was based. Okay, so the show is based on time travel, right? The review literally said that it depends too much on clips from past movies. That makes no fucking sense. The whole premise of the show is like, like you get what I'm trying to say, right? Like I read yeah. that and I've been fuming about that. It makes no sense. You know, IGN guy, we invite you to come on our show and offer a rebuttal to Chez. <laughs> That'd be awesome. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yo, I would love, to, I'm going to double check and see if it's the same reviewer for the finale of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I hated that. There also was like the game, like a six or a five or something. Man, and, that's what it deserved. Yo, shut up. Like, can, can, right, can I go next? Or, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, well, let's turns? not get into Falcon and Winter Soldier. Let's stay within Loki. All right. I'm Rob, not, I wasn't going to go into that though. Uh, no, did, I'm just saying. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just okay. Nice. The reason why I, I'm talking about like you know Falcon Winter Soldier and even maybe WandaVision is because this is the first show that r- truly feels like a Marvel movie. Word. It's an hour long, and honestly, to me, it was a, a movie and not just that, but a sequel to Endgame, which is so far the MCU's magnus opus, right? And I mean, Infinity War, maybe Iron Man One, the first Avengers, a lot of great films, right? Uh, but come on, Endgame. That to me, that was just like masterful in its execution and the way it highlighted all the characters so yeah there was time fuckery in that movie and a loki a post avengers one loki gets his hands on the cosmic cube in a hilarious way and and i actually appreciated seeing those scenes again uh um, even though the camera the cameras were less hd for those scenes so apparently there's cooler fucking cameras well it it was a long ass it was 2012 dude 
Wait Cameras? for no, wait for but that Avengers. scene yeah. was from that scene Word. was from the oh, yeah, Endgame yeah, yeah. film, right? Damn, yeah. So, so it goes to show how fast shit progresses, man. That's oh why. yeah, right, exactly. No, but so, but that's a good point. You're right. Before we go into the full review, keep you know exactly. So tell us what more happens on the show, right? What is all right, it about? So then he you know he gets the the cosmic cube and and because of that he he gets transported to some random point in time in a random place i don't remember what it was it was in mongolia for whatever reason <laughs> hilarious okay first of all tom hiddleston destroys this episode from start to finish Facts. my god I, I didn't even know i missed him so much but yeah uh, so you know he he transports to, to a different time and place and that's when the tva right i'm not fucking up this acronym nope the TVA, right right the time variant authority Right, they, they, which is an awesome scene and an almost a Star Wars esque scene. Just come out and like these like troopers apprehend him, and they take him to this very bureaucratic court system, kind of like Beetlejuice. What, what was that, sh- that 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 weird like dimension in Beetlejuice? Yeah, it, like, wasn't yeah, it when people purgatory? Yeah. Was it yeah, purgatory? purgatory yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually thinking. I, um, I was actually thinking about the movie with Brendan Fraser and that animated monkey. Um, with um, with um. Will be oh, that she plays death. Yeah, monkey bone. I, yeah, maha. Uh-huh. Yeah, monkey bone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. deep cut. <laughs> so, yeah. cut. So you know, uh, Loki is a, a a variant. He he like is existing in this weird. He he branched away from the natural flow of time as per the time lords, which are space giant space lizards or some shit. Um, yeah. So and the MCU expands in this one episode in a crazy Word. way. They just blow it open again in the way that guardians of the galaxy kind of does um so yeah so yeah so basically he's into this like he's a variant and he must be dealt with enter uh is that um owen wilson owen wilson yeah pleasant wait which one is the one on on star girl luke wilson luke wilson yo they're making money yeah one is marvel one is dc has that happened yet yet? they're the first brothers right the only ones yo and he's great so so he's like an agent yeah yeah actually i think doesn't the show open where he's like investigating a murder uh, like a murder of tva agents and he's like a detective kind of deal right like in medieval times or something too right yeah i think i think it was like in 1884 or some shit like that but it's like um, they try to feed into the Mephesto bullshit. Word. Maybe. Exactly. There's this scene exactly at the beginning, you're right, or at least at the first time we see Luke Wilson investigating this death in a church. I thought medieval, but you're right, maybe not that old, but but in the past. And, and they find it's in France, and they find this little kid, and they you know the kid has gum and shit. So obviously he's been in contact with the time variant that they're hunting. And they ask like the kid, right? Like, you know, who who did this? You know, who 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 who? You know, all, all the shit. And she he points to this. Uh, ¿Cómo se dice the the glass thing from the churches? What's the that called? The uh, stained oh, has, glass. Yeah, stained like glass. Yeah, right. It was something. <laughs> something like that where where it's the devil right and so obviously for all of us it means like ah oh, motherfuckers mephisto like really you're you're immediately bringing that up uh uh, uh like that image to us and so that's kind of like where people might think mephisto because because then luke wilson says something to the to the to, to the you know she says something like you know don't worry that devil's more afraid of us than than we are of him and so i was like oh all right well we'll see what what's up with that but then what else happens in the show yeah, I didn't really get a Mephisto vibe, but what does Loki become? Mephisto? It's a devil. What it's are you not? It's like... literally a devil on a church window. Like what? 
How did you not give the fist over? Like, what yeah, like, did you like, think? Yeah, like, because now, right. <laughs> nah, I thought it was like a scene. All right, all right, all right. If there was like, they're gonna keep trolling us, man. I don't, yeah, but out of everything we've seen on Disney Plus, if this is the one time somebody like, it was the devil on the drone. Yo, don't Kevin Feige is still trolling, y'all. Look, y'all still looking for Mephisto in places he is not, or is he? No, so, so and so then the most odd <laughs> pointing to a devil, love it. But yeah, all right, continue. Kevin Feige, right. bro, he's he's brilliant, and he really. I mean, again, there's a whole creative team behind this show, and they all fucking nail it. Um, so yeah, he basically he he needs to recruit this time variant Loki. Uh, to stop another time variant Loki, who's apparently, you know, like he's survived the, the the TVA. He hasn't been like eliminated from you know time and space. Well, so they make it seem right. Well, and ju- just to point it out exactly, you you just skipped a bunch because that's the big that's the big reveal at the end, right? Because exactly because Loki's struggling to be like I'm not a variant, you know, I choose my own path, and then slowly coming to terms with knowing scene because then he gets to see his whole life that we've seen in movies oscar give him an oscar for that yeah i'll I'll save in that for the review part but go ahead what 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 is this no 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 i I meant like like for us when he talk break down the show and like talk about what we liked about it but yeah that's a synopsis that's out of the way you're right yes this the process of you know this loki like discovering like what happened to his actual timeline self who we see end in infinity war and, and all this shit, like, I, I loved it. I thought he, like, like I said, he nailed every scene. The whole episode was great. Um, I, I'll think about my rating, but you guys go ahead. I think just for the fans out there right now, if you're watching, you, if you're listening to us right now, wherever you get your podcast, you guys, you know, go to YouTube and you'd see that Chez just switched the green to match the fucking Loki green right now. Facts, facts. And that's because I give it a 10 on, like, our last episode, which was Jupiter's Legacy, I will only talk about shows in their appropriate rating light. Loki was the shit. When he saw his own death, he deserves a fucking Oscar for that. That, yo, dude, like the range on this, like it's crazy. Like it's crazy how much effort. I don't know if it's because he's just so talented that it's so easy for him or if he puts that much fucking effort into playing the role. Like he really takes that shit seriously. He's also actually, I was surprised to see at the end when they roll the credits, he's one of the producers and I think he's one of the executive producers. So, yo, he cares about this character, you know, like he's really fucking invested in it from a character standpoint, actor and financially because he's fucking putting in money to make the show. It's his. It's one of those situations Mm -hmm. where he's the first live action incarnation and he's good at it. Own the shit. Don't do the fucking what's this dude's name? Toby Maguire that he didn't want to do the rest of the Spider-Man movies. Like these dudes now, when they get a character, they're like, nah, I'm gonna retire off this shit. Yo, like, that's why, like, that's why I love Tom Holland. Tom Holland said, like, yo, I would be Spider-Man till I can't. You know, like he's down Toby right. Maguire, man. The fuck, bro. Tom Holland. Tom Holland's gonna be Spider-Man so long he might have a psychotic break and actually think he's Spider-Man. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, all right. So, in his workout videos, he basically is becoming Spider-Man. Yes. Word. All right. So, 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 okay, okay. So, 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 Chess gave it a ten. Rod gave his thoughts so far, but haven't given a number. All right, my turn to give a review. My, my thoughts. This is. I, I want to say this is actually why I love you guys. I love you guys. I love the show because we have different points of views. Better watch your fucking mouth. 
I was very underwhelmed with the mm. with the show. I I I I agreed with the IGN review. Like I was expecting a lot more because one, first of all, it seemed like, for example, Marvel has this show called Marvel. What Legends? is it? Legends, right? Exactly. Where they do this whole review of like, because we yeah. saw the recap for Wanda, you know, Wanda, and then the recap for Vision. I legit think this is what this was in a different way. Like, okay, yeah, I know what Loki went through. A lot, exactly. A lot of it was just scenes that I've seen before, and I'm just watching Loki watch it, and it's like, okay. So that didn't really, you know, impact me too much. And I like what Rod said exactly. They really did shake up the Marvel Universe to its core in a very strong way. That 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 you know we haven't really seen that in a while now. Actually, right where they mentioned that there's been multiverse multiversal timelines before that were at war. And that then shit blew my mind. That was dope. Exactly. And then it got merged. And then the timekeepers, these three lizard gods kind of make sure it's all in peace and then they have the time variant authority to make sure it's not happening. So that's a cool premise. But my, 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 my one of my issues with the show was one, it was a comedy. I'm like, I wasn't expecting a comedy. Like everything was a joke. Everything's like not serious. Everything's like, oh, look at how funny, how ridiculous it is, which it makes me then not care. Like do those time variant, you know, those not time, those like timekeepers matter or are they a joke? Right. It's like, I, I, I don't really care much for that. It, it was just too much of a comedy, too much revisiting the past. I'm like, yes, I know all this. I went to the fucking theater to watch this and all just for it to then. I, I thought it was a very good setup. It's a good setup. I'm like, I hope the rest of the season is going to be great that we don't have to see things because even for example, the, we had this one awesome scene at the beginning that I was excited from the trailer that apparently Loki's DB Cooper, right? It, yeah. it, for, for those out there might not know it's, it's a, it's a, one of the biggest like heist type of historical that actually happened. Some guy got on a plane. I think it's in Seattle or somewhere in Washington and then stole fucking money and shit, like a hijacked the plane and then eventually jumped out of the plane. Word. And was never found. And, and and it's like one of those big, like, you know, mysteries like that. And, and they showed us in the show that it was him. That it was Loki. But why did they show us that? Just because he lost up because it was a scene telling us the past of Loki and that this was um, a prank, you know, because he, he lost the bet to Thor. And it's like, <laughs> oh, OK, it's funny. But it's like, I don't want it. I didn't want to watch a comedy only, you know, it's like, oh. Okay, and but even that's, the, what? No, I was gonna say that's the thing. Like, I think like you're focusing too much. Is like, how, how does the saying go? Like, I think that you're missing the forest for the trees. Because like, all right, so peep game. So what they're showing you is, yeah, you didn't like that whole DB Cooper thing, but it's showing you that like the Asgardians are so fucking powerful that altering the course of history to them is a joke. No, but they didn't alter the course of history. They no, weren't no, yeah, traveling in time. So well, it's I mean, like they well, were I mean, just doing themselves and that's it. And not, which not, we know, like we know, we know Thor's been on Midgar on Earth before and been like a, a god to the Vikings. And it's like, okay, it's just a funny scene. Like it had nothing to like, do with the story. Like it's like, okay, right. right. So, but so it also, what, what would it, you like? 
right. I have one, say, it, one last big ass fucking critique to make that actually I don't think you guys haven't seen then this whole exactly the whole funny thing like look it's this time cop kind of bureaucratic center yeah I've seen that before on Netflix with Umbrella Academy they did it better Umbrella Academy focuses all of that number five the character from this is created by Mike uh, uh, Gerard Way uh uh he travels in time and is with his powers and then he gets there's the commission in umbrella academy which is exactly this that's their job to maintain the timeline and make sure nobody fucks up and the big thing with them it's all super bureaucratic it's a bunch of paperwork and all these kinds of things and i'm like i just saw that and i saw i saw it done better also because in the comic books the time variant authority isn't such a big thing it's not, I don't know, something I don't really know too much about. And I think for me that like, we've had, what, two seasons of Umbrella Academy already. So that felt for me was like, come on, this is way too similar to it. Way too similar. Like, uh, like well, all right, there's nothing new here. Like, it's fucking ripoff to, to, to Umbrella Academy. So it's like, okay. So, yeah, the eh. Jupiter's legacy effect, right? Well, well, what do like, you mean? You know, after seeing Invincible... Jupiter's legacy was a piece of shit because we no. already saw Jupiter. Jupiter's epic, legacy was yo, a piece of shit without you guys invincible. Had had invincible never come no, out. And I'm just playing, but Jupiter's no, but that's a good point. Back, that's a good point, exactly. But but back to uh, Loki. So so I had I didn't see that perspective. That's a good that's a good point. Like I didn't see that part of it. But for me, it was more. Here's why I loved it. It didn't really have to do too much with the TVA and their like crazy like authority. And yeah, they're they're kind of goofy in a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of way. Um, it, it was more his analysis of Loki because, uh, you know, we've seen Loki in, in cinematic format for years and these very brief moments of, of deviousness, which I thought was fucking hilarious. I actually enjoyed watching all of his, like a montage of the best of Tom Hiddleston as yeah. Loki. That's what you're getting in this episode. It's true. It, it, is, it is like the first episode to like kind of bring you into the lore. But I thought him re- reacting to it and h- him answering his questions and and then questioning himself and feeling powerless. Yo, this shit added so many layers to the character that it reminded me of Netflix. And, and not just that. This is the first show that I feel like, like this is what I wanted out of these shows. And I, I think this was the first show that was supposed to come out or, or no? No, 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 no. It was, I think WandaVision was the okay. first one. Oh, no, I think, or, or Falcon was supposed to be first, but no, but Loki's after no that's a good I w- point yeah, I, and I, I just like that analysis the of the character it, it i don't know it's these characters can be very one-dimensional and they gain you know they gain qualities in the movie but then the show really puts a lens on them and i thought this lens on loki's character and his motivations was fucking awesome so i'm gonna give it a nine what was Damn. your rating miguel all right so so i haven't given it yet but you're no, and but I agree exactly with some of the things you guys have said. I agree because I do agree the acting was superb. I love that everybody acted fucking their asses off. The Lord. script's a good script. The every line was a good line. I didn't love that it was all just such a comedy because then at the end, I don't think does it does it even matter? Like, am I supposed to care? Because I don't right now, right? Because even with the big reveal at the end that. Uh, they need Loki to capture this other time variant who's been eluding them and, and killing uh, the other uh, members of the TVA. It's Loki himself. It's like, okay, like, all right, I guess. Like, 
I hope I'm, I'm trusting Marvel and Kevin Feige that they're going to make it more interesting because on the contrary to what you're saying, Rod, like you wanted something to resemble the MCU. I think for the shows, I want something different. Like I don't want the same thing. That's why I love WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier because they were different enough that they grow the character. I'm still hoping that the rest of the series is going to be good because I feel this was had to be the setup. It was all a setup. Yeah, it's, all a, it's all just mm-hmm. setting up what's the story. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But I'm like, all right, I wasn't, I wasn't really entertained. I'm gonna give it a seven. This, this, mm. this, this first episode, like whatever. I even, I might even give it a six actually. But I don't know. Right, I think that was Oh right, we got to well, figure it? it now, right? Is, exactly. a, is it a, is it a six or a seven? What did you give what, it? What did what did you give it, Rod? You gave it a nine. A nine. Ten. You gave it a ten. I'm gonna give it. No, I'm gonna give it a six. Let's be fucking honest. Fuck He's it. an outlier. So, all right. <laughs> eight point three. Eight point three. Yeah. Eight. All right. Eight. Not bad. Not scientific. Yo, why is he the Joker? I never knew I wanted. Like, I, I think yo, t- take a step back, fucking Joaquin Phoenix. Like, all due respect, uh, but yo, I felt like if he ever wants to do another film or franchise, which he probably won't, he probably like really, you know, live with his okay. character for a very long time. But damn, he was Dude. just so good. And he's jacked, and his range is crazy. Like, like, like uh, the the agent even questions like, 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 why are you this way? Like, why are you so grandiose? Why do you think you're always winning? And I, I just thought that was just so cool. Like. Cause I never, I never thought to ask those questions of the character. I just thought he's the mischievous guy, so he's gonna be mischievous and sometimes heroic. And ultimately, like as a fan, we like we root for him and shit. And I felt like I was rooting for him this whole episode. So even though it was funny, I did feel like his fate was like limited. Like he was meant to be wiped out, or so it, they make it seem. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, smoke and mirrors. But I, lo- I love how, like, they hit him with the soul-crushing sentence when he was in the room. Like, your purpose is to be defeated over and over and allow others to reach the best version of themselves. That is the antithesis of what he re- he believed his reality to be. Straight up black and white. And the one note that I want to take is real quick. Um, Going forward, I think that Marvel better. I mean, not even that I have to say it because fucking it's Feige. But they're treading on like with like tectonic plates. So we're dealing with the TVA, which they use Infinity Stones as paperweights. Just I'll leave it there. Then now we're getting the Eternals movie. So it's like we're dealing with a massive order of power. They're going to have to explain what lies where. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who are the Eternals in relation to the fucking Time Lords? Like, shit's like, it's crazy. Like, those no, giant it, dynamics have to be explained. No, exactly. And that's a big thing. Exactly. They have to really explain. They've done such a good job at really the world building with the MCU and see where it, this falls in all of that. Right. Because as we've seen in this episode, Loki has no powers there. Right. And even they make jokes of the infinity gems. Right. The infinity stones yeah. uh, that they're just paperweights and they have them from different like timelines. And and they have the the, the, the cosmic cube, the des- the Tesseract. It has no power. And so immediately dwarfs everything we've seen before in the MCU. And it's like, what? So it's, it, hopefully they explain it, you know, in a way that where does this all land? Cause exactly as you're saying, cause now you're building the Eternals 
So then it's like, wait, do they not matter? Is this more like what's all this? And and as we've talked about before, like with we know Captain America's a variant technically because he stayed in the past. Like I hope this open exactly. We'll see what happens, right? Like I. I don't know. And I'm glad you brought that up, too, because I, I like that as well. So within the TVA, like throughout most of this episode, you're in there with Loki, right? He's he's their prisoner. Um, and they have Infinity uh, Stones just lying there. And I thought that was a great scene as well. I loved it. But <laughs> outside of the TVA, they're killable because at the very end of the episode. Oh, yeah, you're right. We see we see like this shrouded fucking dark Jedi <laughs> um, fucking lord character like he just set, sets some tva guys aflame until the episode ends and uh, and that and we're led to believe by the agent that that's um a, a few, a, another variant of loki so uh, right that that's, really what cool. that's what so, we're that's so what we're led not, to believe no yeah so it's like they're not they're they're all powerful in their jurisdiction but outside of it like they're not so how are they gonna get this guy and whatever? Oh, word! That, that's dope. That, I, I'm down to fucking get that explained and, and like see all that. See, that's what I'm saying. Yo, I'm fucking but, missing the forest for the trees. Speaking of Captain America, this is something I didn't know. I've been seeing this pop up on Instagram and fucking Twitter a lot about apparently there's people tinfoil hats on people everybody right now fucking go, go for 3 a.m. shit that apparently there's like a Peggy Carter cameo on the show that in there's that scene where i think he's being brought in i think that's a, the right at the beginning he's ring, getting brought in uh that in the background you see them bringing in another variant and has this very like she has the variant um you say uh, uh uniform that he gets yeah. too but she has this old school hairstyle that a lot of people have seen said that it looks very very peggy carter ish what do you guys think of that? I think I saw that way. Didn't they bring in another prisoner too? That it was somebody like aside from Peggy Carter? Like it was more than one, wasn't it? Well, there's that, that one guy that we saw got <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking killed. <laughs> Look, it just no, destroyed. No, 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 no. But I think that like just like Peggy Carter, they brought someone else in the background. Like that happened more than once. But yeah, like, dude, like this, the scope of this show, when you really think about it. It's too crazy. Like, all right, it's just a show. If you really want to just admit it, the scope of it is bigger than Infinity War. Damn. Wildin. Think of- <laughs> the no, beginning, I I end the, on that. the beginning of the show states that there was an interdimensional war of the time multiversal war which actually then with that that's what a lot of people that's the other thing are saying that remember what's the next big film besides black widow which eventually we'll see with the multiverse of madness exactly exactly yo so multiverse of madness there was a multiversal war about the timeline and shit's like and that that confused me because it's multiverse and also different timelines right so So it's like it's cosmic cosmic chronology yeah right the multiverse exists right anyway or it doesn't it's all just one i'm like variants create the multiverse right if you if the tv doesn't like according to the show loki episode one at least if the tv doesn't like apprehend the variants they branch off into like more infinite fucking timelines or multiverses and shit 
So that's their job to keep it all as one stream, bro. But- and and I just wonder if if we let's say let's keep going on that fucking rabbit hole, right? If mo- variants create the multiverse, so we're assuming there was one universe, one timeline, and the first variant created the first timeline. Who would be the first fucking variant? Is Kang the Conqueror fucking going to be introduced soon? Ant Man, Quantumania. <laughs> Word. And yeah. also, I just realized, I just realized an explanation to the Captain America thing that they're going to smack us with. They let him rock because he put the stones back. They're they, like, they, you know what? You right. cleaned up the mess. Go ahead. Dang. Like, you're, you're right, because they did make that comment in passing, right? Because when Loki was like, I, it, I'm not the criminal here. It was the Avengers. They did the time travel shit, and that's why I'm a variant. And they were like, that was supposed to happen. So it's like, oh, shit. So you're right. Maybe that's why they're letting Captain America chill. I wonder if the Russo brothers knew that there was going to be a Loki show when they wrote that scene of him getting the cosmic cube and vanishing. Feige knew all of that. Yeah, Feige knew. Yeah, Feige knew all of that. When Bro. Feige did Iron Man One, he knew this <laughs> was happening right Damn, now. Yo, yo, you took the words out of my fucking mouth. <laughs> yo, which makes me really hyped for the Kang the Conqueror now. Yo, yo, that, basically yo, this, this show reignited shit. like my MCU because honestly, MCU is awesome. It's hit after hit after. It, it's unbelievable what they've done. It's the number one grossing franchise of all time for a reason. Um, but I felt like Endgame and Infinity War, that combo was so amazing Beautiful. that I feel like they, yeah. I'd be shocked if they ever topped that. But I wouldn't put it past the almighty Kevin Feige. Yo, they're fucking reaching, bro. Like, just look at where they're, the Eternals, the Time Masters, Shang-Chi. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but let's just throw that in there. Like, yo, they're going further than the Infinity Stones. That's what I'm saying. They better tread carefully because shit, like, one slip up could I feel like could all throw off all their calculations story-wise. Yep. Yep, yep, no, yep. Like, not Feige, it's Feige. No. It's Feige. Fuck it. <laughs> in, in Feige, hashtag, we trust. Hashtag infallible Feige. Yes. Shit. And on that note, man, <laughs> I'm gonna go on Amazon and get some thumbtacks, a cork board, and some red string. I'm gonna pay Sylvia the shit out this show. Yo, we should. Fuck it. Let's do it. Cut shit, man. It's crazy. And on that, fucking, I'm Trez. I can't. I can't. I can't. Bye, guys. <laughs> and I'm Miguel. Peace. All right. Peace out, people. Later. Peace. Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Click subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.